the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is. Hi there, and welcome once again to Lifeline, and it is our special Truth For Today edition of Lifeline tonight. So while that deep-voiced announcer guy says, uh, you know, yours truly is here, I am, but it's not not really me tonight. It's uh, it's Truth For Today's uh, night. Fourth Friday of every month, we get a chance to spend time with Pastor Phil Howard, who is Pastor Emeritus of Valley Bible Church Hercules. He is also Pastor Emeritus of Life. He's just not here. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. <laughs> Last month, we had uh, the, the new pastor of Valley Bible Church join us. And this month, we have his nephew joining us, who uh, you have been mentored by him the longest, right? I would say, yeah, as people that attend here, absolutely, that's true. Yes. Very, very true. Yes. Yeah, you, been... you've, you've been around him the longest, but then yeah. that wasn't by choice all the time. Um... <laughs> no, I, I would say I was at Valley within about, uh, full-time, within about four months of his starting. So it started in October. Right, I was four here months probably. of his starting or four months of your birth? Yeah, no, four months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a kind <laughs> statement you just made. That would make me only about 49, and yeah. I appreciate that, but yeah. I'm not. But You're a little no, bit older than that. A little bit older than that, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, fortunately, this is radio, so people don't have to suffer that. The right, view. I, yeah, I have the perfect face for radio. I'm yeah, sure. I've, yeah, I, yeah, four, yeah. Unfortunately, I have to yeah. sit across the way. Yeah. Well, just close your eyes and things that make you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be doing a lot of prayer tonight, so you can keep your eyes closed. So Larry, <laughs> Larry Howard, Pastor Larry Howard, who is also the executive pastor at Valley yeah. Bible Church, is uh, the one who is in the hot seat tonight as we bring you a special edition of Lifeline. It is, again, the Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. And tonight... We're going to do something a little bit different than what we have done in times past, in that normally we tend to open up the phone lines for questions, comments, ideas, and stuff like that. But uh, especially in light of COVID-19, the pandemic, everything going on in the world around us as we uh, watch it, you know, go in circles, swirling down the drain, um, we felt it very important to spend some time with you tonight in prayer and on prayer. Right. And so we do want to open up the phone lines, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. If you have a prayer request, if you have something you would like us to pray about, please feel free to give us a call, and we'll spend some time in prayer about that tonight. Uh, But we also want to give you an idea of what prayer really is. And on that note, Mr. Howard, Pastor Howard, Reverend Howard, Vicar Howard. Whoa. (laughs) I've been called a lot of those yet. (laughs) All new experience with Andy here. On that note, brother, uh, if you could open us up tonight in uh, a simple understanding and idea of what prayer really is, because I think we really do have a misconception of all that, don't we? We we definitely do. I think what happens is... um, we have Valley here. What we love to say is we love to, there's a statement that we came up with, and I don't know, who, I cannot give credit to who actually came up with that statement. I think the first time I heard it was Phil that said it, but he said, what we do here at Valley is we inhale the word, so we study the word fully, 
and we exhale in prayer. And prayer is just simple to me, simply talking to God. It's not anything, uh, are we to be reverent in it? I believe we are to be reverent. We're talking to a holy God, so we are that. But it's also, we've got to remember the relationship we have with him is he's our father. And that's the Abba, Father, comet that we hear so much of. And that's the Dada words, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm yeah. talking to my dad. And sometimes, as a child growing up, when I talk to my dad, that was sometimes uncomfortable, depending on what situation I was in. But with God the Father, I find out that he wants and desires to hear from us so greatly um, that we sometimes avoid that, and I don't always understand that. Um, uh, but it is, to me, just simple communication. It's yeah. simply talking to the Lord. He wants relationship. You're supposed to desire a relationship as a Christian. Right. So in that, you cannot develop a relationship without communicating. And so um, whatever else it is, that I know for sure. It's a way of just saying, Lord, here I am. I need your help. I need things. Uh, he says you have not because you ask not. Um, I'm going to be one of those people that refuses to not ask. Yeah. And so I am encouraging every believer that knows him, whether you're a brand new saved Christian or whether you've been saved for multiple years, this is an aspect that if you're not fulfilling this aspect of your Christian life in talking to him, you're missing out on a great deal of power that's available to you. And, and, and just a relationship. Let, a- absolutely. Know, we tend to usually think of power and, and uh, answered prayer. Uh, correlating with prayer in that it, it's what do I need at the moment? Right. And I, I think we miss the boat a lot of times when we begin to realize that that's the only time we go to the Lord in prayer. It's when we want something, when yep. we need something, yep. his power, uh, his answers, I need it now. And like you said, it, this is a relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I can remember spending a lot of time with my dad, my own father. And more often than not, it was it was not because I wanted something from him. Right. We were just, I just enjoyed his fellowship. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's um, that's what people miss. Yeah. They, they, I don't have anything I need today, so I don't need to talk to you. Yeah. And that's a falsehood all by itself. That's oh. kind of your own little lie that you're doing there because you need the breath that you're taking and he happens to provide that for you. Yeah. If yeah. he woke you up this morning, you need to thank him for that. And so uh, I think that you're right. I want a deeper relationship with him. I do. So what do I do? I dig into the word so I can find out about who he is. And then I talk with him and that's what we do. You know, there's that classic thing that says this, I know who our president is, but I don't know him. Right. So I can read everything I want to about Donald Trump or about president Obama or Bush or Reagan or whoever. If I don't meet them and really know them, I don't ever get a chance to talk to them and with them. Right. I don't really know them. I know about them. I want to know God, and I want him. He knows me already very right. intimately, but it's his requirement that we come and talk to him, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's like whatever you need, let your request be made known to me. Yeah. And that can be good. It can be very good. I don't, you know, I, I can come to him and just say, you know what, Lord, I just came to talk to you today. I just want to be in your presence. This is where for myself... Um, I've done prayer where I do it an hour every morning, and I've done prayer where I don't do it an hour every morning, but I pray all day long. Right. But now I found out the hour in the morning is more effective for me because it starts my day off in a really nice way. And then it seems like the continual prayer thing 
is much more ad- I'm much more adept at it. I'm right. much he's much more present in my in my own psyche. He's always present, but in my own acknowledgement of him, it seems like he's more present at that yeah. point. Um, I, I have a real quick antidote to that what you just said the yeah. relationship. Um, and and if you're if you think prayer is only to go and ask God to do things, it absolutely is that. But that's not what it, that's not the only thing it is. The relationship thing. Uh, there's a story that one of our um, our our retired executive pastor Tim Ballstrom here at Valley tells about the little girl that walks into her um, her into God's presence. Let's say, and she sits at the table across from him, and he's doing some stuff. And he says, "What is it you want?" And she goes, "Nothing." So she sits there a little longer, you know, her feet are dangling and, you know, she's just a little girl. And so she continues to do that. And finally he looks up and goes, no, 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 no. Now, what is it you want? She goes, nothing. I don't want anything. He goes, well, why are you here then? I just wanted to be with you. I just wanted to be in your presence. And, and, and that is what God desires from us. He already knows what you need, but now he requires us to tell him. That's just, I think he did that so we would come to him. Yeah. It, it sets up a standard there. And, and and then there are times where we're praying and we feel so ineffective. Right. And and you, you review your life and you, there's nothing impeding, but it feels like God is not there. Yeah. And you wonder, all right, well, what's going on? Well, sometimes, and, and, and I, I love this out of the Song of Solomon because I do this with my own kids a lot, <laughs> I, the hide and seek, hide right? Hide and seek, yes. Where is my lover? Where? And... And he's hiding because he wants to be found. Right. You're not asking enough. You're not pressing in enough. Do a little more. Search a little. You'll find me. Right. And when you do, it's going to be sweet. Right. But you got to you got to keep pressing. Don't give yeah. up. So so those times when we feel like they're going to the ceiling, man, that is what that's one of those areas where right. we can really struggle because we go, well, what's the use? And we right. just give up, don't we? Right. And that, that'll be something maybe in our next segment I can talk a little bit about that because I know we're probably coming up on a, a timeline here. Yeah. But I would say, man, I would, I'd would love to share with you guys in Luke 18 a little bit about the perseverance that's necessary for prayer. Well, uh, so it's such a necessary part to persevere in it. Let's let's do that then. Okay. We'll, t- we'll take a quick time out. It is time for a break. Uh, Larry Howard is our guest here tonight on Lifeline uh, for our Truth For Today edition. And uh, we'll talk, we're talking about prayer tonight. If you've got a, a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. You do the dialing, and we'll take care of some business, keep the lights on a little bit longer, and get you home on your commute off to the KFAX Traffic Center with Mr. Michael Bennett and a look at your commute. We are back. It's our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline Tonight. If you've got a prayer request, please feel free to ring us up. Um, you can leave the prayer request with our engineer, He's the guy with that nice uh, engineer hat that, you know, and, and the horn. No, that's trains. That's a different engineer. Never mind. Uh, Nate will be more than happy to take your prayer request, pass it on to us, because we are going to spend some time. You know, it's one thing to sit here and talk about prayer, but it really does no good if we don't actually sit down and spend some time in prayer. Exactly. And, and this is a joy for all of us. So, um uh, we delight in spending time at the throne of all grace, and it would be an honor for us to be able to spend some of that time there on your behalf. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329 is our number. Um, before the break, Larry, we were talking about the uh, those times when it seems like prayer just kind of hits the ceiling. 
bounces back and laughs in your face. Yeah. And you're wondering, what's it all about, Alfie? Right? Yeah. So what is it all about? Well, I think that one of the one of the things that we have to do as as uh, children of God is because prayer is such an important part. I think there's a definite passage here in Luke 18 that I have to fall on myself because there are times I feel the same exact way. Um, I know that's not true because I know the Bible well enough to know that's not true, but I also know that we have to persevere. We have to keep going. Christian life is about perseverance and more than just prayer, but in a lot of areas. But um, this Luke 18 passage has been instrumental in my life. Um, I've prayed for things multiple years, still don't have some of the answers that I wish I had. I think God's answered the prayers, but maybe not the way I had asked them. But I, this Luke 18 has been instrumental in my life, so I thought I would share it tonight with, with this audience and say, hey, the COVID virus, the different things that are troubling you in your life, um, let's just take a look at what the scripture says about prayer. And this is Christ himself speaking. It's in a parable. And uh, I'll just read the verses real quick, and then I just want to point out uh, a few things if I can. If I can do in, this inside of the eight minutes or nine minutes that I have left in this segment, I'll try and do that. Here we go. Not, and it's chapter 18 of Luke, verses 1 through 8. Now, he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. Boy, do we need to hear that, right? <laughs> Saying, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect men. So he was not a godly person. There was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him saying, Give me legal protection from my opponent. For a while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. I think I knew who this woman is. No, I'm just <laughs> don't, kidding. Don't go there. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't, I don't, don't want to say who there. I think that might be. Don't, don't go there. <laughs> but let's continue. Let me continue so I don't get myself in too much trouble. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And so there's some contrasting thoughts in this passage, um, and I want to just point them out. Um, in the early part of the story with the woman, it says that she went to an unjust judge. She was a stranger to that judge. But God's praying people, you and I, the elect, that's the contrast we got going on here whom he knows and loves, whom he delights in and has given his son for. She, she doesn't even know her judge. Our judge, we, we don't know our judge fully, but he knows us inside and out. And then the second one was she was alone. She was all by herself. There was no, she had no attorney with her. There was no one there to help her get justice. And uh, the praying people of God are many and can come together agreeing in what they, see, what they need. And what does God say about that in other passages? Where two or more of you are gathering in prayer and agree in prayer, I will be with you. Not only will I answer your prayer, but I'll be with you in a special way. Third thing I see here is that they were, they were bothered. That the judge was bothered by her presence. He was irritated. I, this lady is wearing me out, he's saying. Our Father bids us to come to him boldly and teaches us to cry, Abba, Father. We talked about him being our Abba, Father earlier. Right. And then she came to an unjust judge. Uh, we come to a righteous God who's not unjust, who especially cares 
about us, wants to comfort us, and cares about us when we're in distress. She came purely upon her own account. Our God promises to engage himself in the cause we are pleading. Not only is he able to answer it, but he's able to actually, he's almost like our attorney. Wouldn't it be nice if you had to face a judge and he was your attorney and your judge? That's a pretty good thing right there. Fifth thing, she came purely upon her own. I already said that one, sorry. Uh, six, she had no friend to speak for her. We have an advocate with the Father, yes. his own son. The our one that gives brother. us the one that gives us access to him is also our advocate. He's there speaking on our behalf. Our elder what brother. Inc- what incredible. She had no encouragement to ask for help. We have the promise that whatever we ask for shall be given to us. She could speak to the judge only at some certain times, only during certain opportunities. She only had certain opportunities. We have him at our disposal 24-7. In the middle of the night when you wake up, can't figure out why. You can cry out to him. I sometimes do that. I wake up in the middle of the night and go, wait a minute. I'm not sick. I'm not having to use the bathroom. Why am I awake? And then suddenly there'll be another something on my mind. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, man, I'm going to pray about that. And I'll find myself praying myself to sleep. Yeah. And then the last one was she had to fear provoking the judge by her importunity, her, her consistency, her perseverance. We are sure that our perseverance pleases God. And um, the prayer of the upright is his delight. Faithful and fervent prayer avails much. And the last thing you say there is, and this is the challenge to all of us, but who will the Son of Man find having faith to believe that when we ask him for something, he'll do it when he returns? Yeah. And I'm telling you, uh, Andy, it's been my prayer many times when I'm asking God for something that he would come back right then so that I could say, you found me believing in you with all faith, praying. So persevering in prayer, um, huge, huge item. And um, I have other stories there. I have a mom that prayed for my brother for 30 years, for him to be in church, for him to have a right relationship with God. And she passed away. And two years later, my brother appeared in the back of the sanctuary as I was on stage, started coming, came for six weeks. I, I didn't talk to him. I didn't even go talk to him. You know, having pastoral duties up front, you don't always get a chance. Right. And uh, But we've been persevering in prayer for him for years. And all of a sudden, he's in the back of the room. Mom doesn't get to see it. She's gone. She's on with the Lord. Except I told my dad, she gets to see it from a different seat than us. But he came for six weeks in a row. And um, uh, I finally went out to the lobby area where he was at. And he says, been here six weeks in a row, bub. And I go, yeah, why are you here? What's different? He goes, I don't know. I just woke up one morning. No one invited me. No one was pushing me. I just woke up one morning and went, I'm going to church today. Hmm. And if I'm going to church, I'm going to Valley. Well, now he's moved to Idaho. It's about 10 years ago now that that happened. He's in Idaho now. He preaches on a regular basis at a church there, and he teaches (laughs) Sunday school. He's going through Revelation right now. So don't give up. Do Do not give up. Just keep asking God. It was George Mueller who prayed for his brother, and his brother didn't come to faith in Christ until after George had died. It's amazing how God does Years, that. decades. Yeah. yeah. And somehow, I don't know how, but I believe this with all my heart, that somehow God was glorified more by waiting till my mom was gone right. and answering that prayer. For one, I've preached that particular illustration on more than one occasion because we preach about, and prayer is a passion of mine, 
So anytime there's a subject matter of prayer that comes up, I, mean, I get a chance to preach on it, I will do that. This is just one passage of many multiple passages yeah. on prayer. Well, it's as if the Lord, in those instances, it's as if the Lord protects like your mother or Mueller from any opportunity to take glory for themselves. Right. Well, I've been praying for so long. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, True. Uh, this no, no, isn't no. you. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is all God. God. It's all God. Yes. It is him for sure. Mm. I don't know where we're at time was. You let me know. I, you make sure you tell me. <laughs> well, I think we'll take a time out and come <laughs> right. back and continue our conversation. And uh, if you would like to join us, you're welcome to do so. Or if you would like to pass along a prayer request to our Engineer, Mr. Nate, he'd be more than happy to take that for you as well. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X-888-367-5329. It is the Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. Guest host Larry Howard joining us here tonight on the program. Let's head over to the KFAX Traffic Center. Mr. Michael Bennett has another look at that commute of yours. Michael. It is Lifeline, the Truth For Today edition with our guest host filling in for Pastor Phil Howard, his nephew, Pastor Larry Howard. It does run in the family. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and what a heritage and, and joy that is when you've got it a is. family that is this extensive in grace. That's just amazing. Truth For Today, by the way, you can hear right here on KFAX Monday through Friday, 530 in the morning. A, a great way to just kind of get your day started with Pastor Phil. And then again, Sunday mornings at 8.30. If you'd like to know more, valleybible.org. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so at truthfortoday at valleybible.org. Or or you can give us a call right now at 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, 888-367-5329. And join a couple of folks who are looking for some prayer, Tanya, for her marriage and a return to the Lord. And then a prayer that Michael, a son, would come to Jesus and... Mm -hmm be restored to his family. So we'll add you to the list as you give us a call as well, because we are going to spend some time in prayer tonight. You've got COVID fears, COVID concerns. Maybe you're living in one of those. You're listening to us online at kfax.com, and you're living in one of those cities that uh, just has all the unrest and uncertainty of it all. Uh, we'd love to pray for you. Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. And we're, we're spending some time talking about prayer as well, and just the idea that our God is eager to hear from us. And it, and not always the, the, the requests of I need. There are other aspects Absolutely. of prayer that are essential and, dare I say, enhance and strengthen, encourage, and cause growth in your own relationship sure. with the Lord as you make use of those elements of prayer, don't we? Absolutely. I think what, what you just alluded to even in the opening here about, hey, send us your request. Um, we want to pray for you. That's what we call, a uh, big, big word for that is interceding for one another. And he says in Scripture that we are to ever be interceding for one another. Now, I don't know how you read that. When I see that, it sounds like, like you're always supposed to be interceding for one another. Mm -hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Like, so sometimes, thankfully, I'm not always the one in need. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes I'm not the one who got the doctor's I, I just heard from one of our people this week that their grandson uh, is found to have a lump on his neck, and they took him in nine years old. They fear cancer for him. Um, so what do we do about that? Do I walk away wringing my hands, or do I say, hey, let's pause right now and pray? I'm poor, I'm sort of a let's do it now. I don't want to um, – typically if somebody approaches me with prayer, Chuck – 
Chuck, a lot of buddy knows this about me. He's one of our elders. If you ask me about something or say, hey, can you pray for me in an area? I'm just typically going to pray right then because yeah. otherwise I'll yeah. forget. Or like, fortunately, I have you writing down these requests and they're sending them in during on a text or something. So we'll yeah. remember them. But sometimes verbally, I don't get that opportunity. You know, you get done preaching a sermon. Somebody walks up to you and says, hey, can you pray for me about this? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Well, I we know forget. me yeah, and I know too well. Yeah, we forget. And then one of these things that I, I learned a long time ago was when when I get to pray for you. And then when God answers, it's God's work. It's always yeah. God's work. Yeah. But I then get to be part of the blessing of watching him do that. I get to be thankful to him. I get yes. to do all those things. And, you know, you, you talk about this COVID thing and people where they're at. And I, I'm thinking of another passage there. And I, I don't want to expand it too much, but I, I love this passage because it says, it's over in Philippians 4 where he says, um, rejoice in the Lord always. And I don't know, always means always, always. I understand. And then he says it again. And again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. He's close at hand. Then he says this, be anxious for nothing. Huh. Now, look, Andy, what if he just said be anxious for nothing? That would be good. That would be good to hear that. But there's no foundation underneath yeah, it. Yeah, but how do I yeah. not be anxious? Yeah. I'm a, I'm in flesh. We have a COVID virus that is out there. We have racial inequalities and these tensions going on in our world. And, and that's only the things we know about. Yeah. What else is going on in people's lives? I'm not sure. But then he says this, and this is the answer to it. And it's amazing to me. But in everything... everything. Not in some things, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So there's, now here's your part. Mm -hmm. Don't be something, but be this instead. Do this instead. And then look what happens. I love this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. The peace of God is just, we can't even begin to know the, the depths of it. But we can experience it. We'll guard your hearts and your minds in the government. No, it doesn't say that. In your medical doctor. No, it doesn't say that. In Christ Jesus. But look what he said. Go and pray. Go and pray. Leave it with me. Let me take care of that for yeah. you. And and then and then what we do, you've done it, I've done it, everyone's done it. I don't care how long you've been saved. We take it back with us sometimes. Like I'm like, Lord, I need you to help me with this. I need, my you know, my my daughter's sick. And then we take it away and we're anxious about it still. Well, I think he knew we'd be anxious. I think he knew that. We're in flesh. We don't have the power to do that. Right. But we have one that's sufficient to take care of it. Right. And so, um, but I love that. Problem, answer, completion. Yes. You know, it's that deal. Right. Here, here's the answer. Here's how you get that. Here's how we take care of that. We pray. But we do that in such a way we let our requests be known and our petitions be known to our Father. Yeah. who has power to do everything. And uh, and this is relational again. It's another way of building relationships. And so, um, but man, and then and then you get peace. And then I get peace. Oh my goodness, what an exchange. From anxiousness to peace that surpasses all understanding. And then that opens up a whole other aspect of prayer, which is thanksgiving, adoration. Yes, oh man. And I mean, it, really, if you think about this, if you go back to, say, the book of Leviticus, and you see where God, through Moses, sets up the... Uh, uh, the sacrificial system. You you start with the sin offering, right? And, that, and and then you don't take it away off of the altar. You add on top of it, yeah. You know, and, and you keep <laughs> adding, and it's each of the. And finally, there's this this thank offering, which is totally arbitrary. If you want to, 
add it on top. Don't start with it, but you add on top because I've answered that sin and I've answered the wave yeah. and I've answered yeah. everything else. If you ju- if you're just happy, if you're happy and you know what's saying. Amen. Man. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, even in this passage, he's saying. I think the Thanksgiving is for the anxiousness. Yes. It's, I think it's, it's, you're right. I think yeah. it's about it's about the problem. You're like, Lord, thank you for putting this in my life, but I need some help now. Yeah. You know, how do I get out from underneath this? But I'm going to leave it with you. Yeah. I'm going to leave the answer to this to you. But I always want to, I, I would add a, a little bit to that. I'm going to come back and thank you again. Yes, and that's and that's crucial. A it lot is. of us tend to, you know, what is it? The, the the ten lepers and only one came back. Only one comes back. Only Isn't that amazing? Back. Boy, it, if if we had any prayer tonight oh. for anyone listening here on Lifeline, our prayer that you, would be that you would be that one right. that will be faithful to come back to the yep. Lord when that prayer has right. been answered. Right. I mean that that is crucial as well. I mean, I have my my dear wife. I love her to death. I'm 43 years married to this girl. And and why she married me, it was a definitely God thing because I, I didn't deserve her. Well, once, but, you, once you killed her seeing eye dog. There you go. Man, you guys are terrible. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I always say I, with her even, I, I think back of all the times God's just been so faithful to us in prayer yeah. and, you know, and watching out for us and um, – you know, she's been a rock in my life in this prayer area even. Um, you know, I would love for all of you to pray for me if you knew I was going to preach. Most people need to pray for me when they know I'm going to preach. But there's no one on this earth who can pray for me that it does more for me personally than when right. I get to hear my wife pray for me. You know, I, I'm walking out thinking, we're going to go slay giants now, man. The Lord's in front of me. I know that. But just that prayer of having... You know, having that one person who knows you more than anybody be on your side in ministry, and then is add huge. and then add to that the fact that not only does she know you better than anybody else, but she knows her Lord even better right. still. Right, right, absolutely. You, boy, that talk about a twofer. Yeah, yeah. holy, yeah, cow, it's man. incredible. So I, I just, um, to me, I think you know, I think if you don't get this prayer thing straight, and I don't, I'm not trying to trust me. I don't want to beat anybody up tonight. That's not my goal. But I just know that if you get this thing figured out, yeah. your your Christian life will skyrocket. Yes. It just will. That connection with God, all of a sudden, you've got a connection that you've always been available to you, but you just haven't utilized it. Now, all of a sudden, you step out in faith, and you believe in that. And God, does he, Andy, answer me this. Have you ever been obedient to God that he didn't reward the obedience? No, never. Never. No. It's not possible. That's not who he is. So he, he tells us to come and tell him what's going on. Tell me what your problem is, and I'll take care of it. Call on me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. Yeah. Right? Psalm fifty fifteen, one of my favorite passages. These poor people at Valley, they hear me every week when I lead prayer. I have quote that almost every week because yeah. I find it to be so true. There's so many others, but, man, call on me in the day of trouble. I will. I hear you, and I will answer you. And here's here's and let me add a side benefit. Here's another sure. benefit of enhancing, uh, developing, and exercising your prayer life. You have you've got you've got problems in your marriage. You're timid when it comes to living out your faith before the unbelievers. You always wonder if it's should I talk to this person? How do I how do I share my? We have the church has developed classes 
for sharing your faith. Right. And I'm here to tell you, I promise you, I can guarantee you from God's word, develop your prayer life and these issues will fade away and become non-existent. You will not need a class on how to share your faith. It'll start happening by osmosis because your relationship with Christ is deepened, which also deepens and emboldens you in your walk and relationship with him. Another part of that for me, okay, so that's one of the great commissions, right? Evangelism. Yeah. I I know we're talking discipleship here and stuff, but this evangelistic approach, I, I tell people this. I've taught many prayer classes and stuff, and I tell them this. If you're having trouble evangelizing, if you, if you don't know who to evangelize, if you're not sure of the right words, ask God mm-hmm. to send someone for you to tell about Christ. Yeah. But please, don't start asking him to do that until you're ready to... Because it's going to happen. I trust yeah. me. I've done it. Yeah. When I ask in the morning, Lord, send me someone I can either encourage in Christ or point them to Christ. That day is typically when I get that opportunity. And you may go weeks without it. Yeah. But, you know, and then the other one, Andy, and, and, and for me, what is the will of God in my life? How many yeah. times have we heard that? <laughs> What's God's... And I'm like, wait, you want his specific... I'm just waiting on God's right. will. You yeah. want his specific will for your life? I don't know exactly what his specific will is, but I got a whole bunch of general will that if you'll do that, the specific will will become very clear to you. It'll become evident. Yes, it's yeah. so clear. And so, and guess what? Pray and ask God to show you what his will is in your life. Your prayer life grows, you grow, the maturity goes off the charts, and a lot of these issues that you think are issues become non-sequitur. Absolutely. They really do. I got a minute? Okay, so real quick. No. 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 Michael Michael Bennett is over in the corner watching the the linoleum curl right now. Poor guy. I've got traffic. I've got traffic. Okay, go. I'm sorry. I can come back to it. It is Lifeline with our special guest tonight, Larry Howard, and we are uh, talking about prayer tonight. We're going to take a quick time out, head off to the KFX Traffic Center, take a look at your traffic, and come back and continue our conversation on prayer, and we'll continue prayer itself. Right now, here's Michael Bennett with a look at your commute. Michael. And now, back to Lifeline. We are back. Hi there. Thanks for staying with us here tonight. Pastor Larry Howard is our special guest on our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline, filling in for his uncle, Pastor Phil Howard, who is your host for the radio program, Truth For Today, that you can catch right here on KFAX, Monday through Friday, 5.30 in the morning. Great way to wake up. Sunday mornings at 8.30. It's a marvelous time to get together and just spend some time in God's Word and grow in His grace. If you have a prayer request tonight, we'd love to hear from you. You can call, and we'll put you on the air, or you can call and tell my engineer, Mr. Nate, on the other end of the line there, what your prayer request is, and we'll put it in the hopper, and we'll be sure and pray for you this evening, because we do want to spend some time in prayer. We're talking about this, and it only makes sense that we would fill out the rest of our time tonight with... uh, With some time before the throne of all grace, talking to the one who is delighted to hear from us. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, 888-367-5329. And again, Larry Howard, our guest here tonight, executive pastor of Valley Bible Church in Hercules. So uh, (laughs) if anybody's familiar with prayer, it's you. (laughs) Yeah, I think long before I became executive, I got pretty familiar with it. Um, You know, God's answered 
a ton of prayers in my life and in, I'm sure in your life in different ones. And uh, one of those was um, being able to go to school late in life. Uh, God allowed me to go to Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, I graduated from there when I was 60, believe it or not. And I did Christian leadership and uh, the church here uh, saw that they needed an executive pastor. And so they hired me. So here I am, you know, all these years later. And I'm just uh, so grateful to the Lord and his hand upon my life. Um, I have to be careful. I'll start weeping here on the radio. But it, it's um, it's amazing how uh, in my Christian life, I would say that uh, I got saved when I was five um, at my dad's preaching, an adult service. Yeah. I was told about hell and it didn't look real promising. I didn't think that was a really nice place to go. And I understood it well enough, even at five to go, that is not something I want. And then there was this, but there's a way that you don't have to go there. And that way was Jesus Christ. And I'm like, well, let's see hell on one hand, Christ and all this love on the other. I signed me up for Christ and the love on the other. Did I have a full understanding of who Christ was? No. But guess what, Andy? I don't think I have a full understanding of who Christ is even today. I understand him better than ever, but not quite where I, I should be. <laughs> I think that is why heaven is for eternity. Because exactly. it will take that long take to that get long. a full understanding well, of our a, elder brother. There's Ephesians 2 even, right? Even yeah. his grace, will, it will, you'll learn of it in the ages to come. Ages. And he's not. rich in grace and mercy there in Ephesians 2. And, um, and thank God that I have access to the one who's rich in mercy and in grace. Let me ask you, as we've got yeah. a few minutes, because I, I, we are going to spend a, a nice amount of time in prayer in hour number two tonight. I just wanted to kind of get everything set up and take a chance to uh, get some prayer requests in here tonight. I know my story. I mean, I think we all have a story. Sure. We become a Christian, sure. you know, and it was as Spurgeon said, everyone is born into the kingdom Arminian and we grow up Calvinistic. And <laughs> so all that is to say there is a process in our growth in Absolutely. Christ. And there comes a point where we have this come to Jesus meeting, this this paradigm, this yep. moment in time where, oh, prayer. Yeah. And it changes your life. And it yeah. finally clicks. So what was it that, that God did in your life that got you to this point to where prayer, all of a sudden, the light turned on? You know, I mentioned my wife earlier in this, and um, she was pretty instrumental. I, I was, you know, being raised in the church, uh, my family being in positions of authority within the church. Um, there was this expectation because I was the nephew of, of Phil Howard. Mm -hmm. And so um, that sometimes is a very unfair expectation, but it's one that was on me. It's as bad as being a PK. And, and I was that before I came to this church. My dad right. was a, a pastor in small churches, so I was that. But And I, I, um, I look back at that, but my wife was super instrumental. I was uh, the kind of Christian guy that I was doing the necessary things. Right. You know, I was doing just enough to keep those family members of mine off my back. Right. I mean, un unfortunately, that's a really sad thing. But my wife started to disciple some women and pray with them. And I, I agreed to record a baptism service because a lot of the women that she was discipling and leading in a Bible study were going to be baptized. So she wanted it recorded. So I showed up and did it. And here's Pastor Phil, who all of you know from his voice on this radio. Um, uh, he's up there in the tank and he keeps bringing these ladies up and they say, well, man, what? Why are you getting baptized in it? Well, man, Lynn Howard's been teaching us. And I and I remember recording that. And about the fifth one that did that, I went, man, my wife is having an impact in these <laughs> lives, right? And I, and I said to myself, why am I not having that impact? And it's like someone tapped me on the shoulder and says, because you're not available. 
You're doing the minimum. You need to get engaged. And so I did. I started teaching and doing other things. I just immediately went, you know what? That's the truth. It's not God's fault that he's not using me. It's my fault. I'm not letting him use me. So I did that. And then I got into this book, uh, Jim Sibyla, Brooklyn Tabernacle. Mm -hmm. I loved their music. Um, But I got into that book uh, that he wrote. It's one of the, I think it was the first book he wrote, which was Fresh Wind and Fresh Fresh Fire. And it told many, many stories of prayer and that their whole church had been built on that. Their music department built on that. And um, it just, I don't know. Now you figure you've raised, you saved at five, you're in your thirties and it takes you that long to figure out that you need to pray and be consistent in it. Not just whenever your child's sick, but you need to pray. You need to get a relationship. Yep. I'm embarrassed to say it, but that's the truth. And I started to come in and pray with Phil in between services. And I met a guy that's involved with touch, you know, touching the future here or truth for today here. I I got involved with him because you know what? We prayed in between services. You know what? Chuck Laudabodier, who helps get this thing off the ground for Valley, was in the room with me praying. And so him and I have a... That guy's, that guy's crazy. Oh, he is. But he's, I got a special crazy relationship with him because of it. He's, he's a radical. He is a he's, radical. He's a fanatic. And I'm glad to be friends with him, I Amen tell you. And him and his wife that. both have been a great encouragement to me. First man that ever called me a pastor oh, was Chuck Laudabodier. And so, um, but, but just that... That interaction with her and seeing what she was doing. Yeah. You know, I think God puts us together. He gives us the exact ideal person. And we pray, God, give me a godly wife. Yeah. And then yeah. he does, and we go, I can't believe he gave me a godly wife. Yeah. And you're like, well, well I did pray for that. So I guess God does answer prayer, doesn't he? I'm always amazed how we're amazed when God answers. You're like, what? He really? says, pray, I'll answer. And then he does it, and you go, what? I can't believe God did that. Yeah. Like, well, that's yeah. crazy. But he gave me absolutely the right person for me. And that was an instrumental. And I look at our lives, you know, 43 years of being married. There's been times where she's been spot on, and I've needed to be drugged to church. You know, she, I would say, I don't feel like going today. She go, okay, well, I'm going to get the kids and we're going to go. So I'm the, like, the, oh boy, I better go. <laughs> Storal to the more he is. If you want to go from Larry Leo to see it to Larry, Larry live it. Yeah. Get a godly wife. Get a godly wife. There you go. And, and well, and tell you what, get out of the way. Let God yeah. get you a godly Amen. wife. Um, I, I, and real quick, the story for me is. Well, hold it. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. Put, put a bookmark there. <laughs> Oh, you, you just wind this guy up, man. He's like a lawnmower. Pull I the wound string. up before you wound me up. Pull the string once, and the guy will mow your whole lawn for you. Holy cow. Let's take a quick time uh, out. Hold that thought. We are, uh, we're enjoying some really sweet fellowship tonight. And when we come back, we're going to start praying for some things here on Lifeline. It's our Truth For Today edition with Pastor Larry Howard. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X if you have a prayer request. 888-367-5329. Mr.